Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's another Tuesday and we are back live on all the platforms, plus for those of you who download us on the apps, you'll hear this tomorrow, but thank you guys for your continued support. Um, Gordon, you're going to have to man the chat channels tonight because I was live streaming from my kayak and I got like 8% battery life left. Oh, nay, 12% battery life on my phone. So, All right, I've got fuckbook up on my computer. So and I will try to participate in all phone. that. But how are you doing, fella? Uh, I don't know. Thinking about going down to the shore? Yeah, thinking about going down to the shore. Wow, this is how you might want to get down to the shore. I, I don't know. I'm going to drive my fishing Camaro. Yep. You know, I had all my files in my playlist, but then I had to pull up a file the other day, and now I can't get back to my files. I could have just easily pulled up Fitch and Camaro because I have it on my computer somewhere. But uh, that's another day for another time, I guess. Hey, look at that. It came up top. Look at it. Hold on. Look, look, hold on. Stand by. Oh, Technical error. I hear music coming in. No, you hear you coming in. <laughs> yep, you got your volume up. Yeah. Oh, oh, dearie. There we go. So why are you down in the dumps, fella? Oh, I'm not down in the dumps. Although I've... Actually, you know what? I am a little down in the dumps. I'm tired of people's egos right now. Oh, yeah? Who's got yeah. egos? <clears throat> Everybody's got egos. Everybody feels they could tell me... Uh, Everybody's got... Seem to impart wisdom ego. on me, and I'm uh, about to just... Uh, I've, I've been doing... I've been taking a different approach to my life because I, I could be very confrontational at times. So I've been doing a passive aggressive approach, which is horrible, but it's sort of a, uh, a filter. Okay. And somebody called me out on my passive aggressiveness and I uh, said, he now, didn't want me to go the full other way because it's going to end with a fuck you. Were they being <laughs> passive aggressive when they mentioned your passive aggressiveness? I think they were trying to impart wisdom. Oh. Sometimes you got to do what you do to. I'm more of a toggle, less of a dimmer. So I, I, I know what works and what's worked for me. And unfortunately, in emails and, and stuff like that, I, I've got to take that approach so it doesn't look like I'm directly attacking a person and, uh, you know, calling them on their shit. Just trying to be friendly at the mm -hmm. end of the day. That's the goal. Hey, man, what's up? And then, uh, uh, needless to say, I don't know. It, it spiraled my mood into into like just not want to deal with people and it's been going on more lately than anything and i'm wondering if it's just a a byproduct of the last two years and then everything else that's going on so i'm trying to remove myself from the news cycle and and everything else just to kind of gain some sanity but uh and even even some social media you know no i completely get it and the um on the current episode of the failed the failed podcast i interview um Jeff Paltier. Now, the last name Paltier will have a different meaning to you, but uh, Jeff Paltier is a Canadian who does ultra marathons. He goes out and runs 200 miles for fun. And I was explaining to him, I, I came across his videos when I got tired of all the world events and I needed something I could just watch and not have to think about. And so I found his YouTube channel where he's out running in Canada. He actually did a really cool nine part series. And I told him, I said, you know, this thing looked like it was produced for 
the Travel Channel or the History Channel. He said, well, he's actually a video producer by trade. And, uh, but he does this great nine-part miniseries. It's called Racing the Planet. Now, I'm going to mess up the name because my accent, I just, I always fuck it up. It's The Race for Namibia. Namibia mm-hmm. in Africa. Namibia. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a pretty damn cool video, and um, you guys can check that interview out on uh, failedtofail.com and all of that good stuff. Um, before we get too deep into it, so I decided to get. I got a late start. I said, hey, yeah, I can go out fishing. I can get three hours in before the podcast. So I hurry up, and make hamburgers for dinner, and I eat, and I load up, and I. I go to Lake Mead, which is the boat ramp where we saw the um, Santeria sacrifice. Yep. It's the closest one. I really, I haven't been out there in a while. Last time I was out there, I didn't catch anything. The day of the Santeria sacrifice, I did catch a two and a half pounder. So that being that, I get out there and I see a van at the bottom of the boat ramp. I'm like, huh, okay. And Are you talking like a regular van or a kidnapper van? A kidnapper van, a fleet van. And I don't see anybody in the driver's seat. And so I get out of my truck and start to walk down. And I see a, a boat trailer in the water, but I see no boat. I'm like, well, that's peculiar. And it looks like a small... So, so let me make sure I'm visualizing this correctly, mm-hmm. because evidently I'm struggling lately. The boat trailer is in the water, sands the boat, and sands being attached to said vehicle. It's just there. Yes. As if okay. it's somebody's own personal private parking slip. This is now their dock, so to speak. Correct. And there's a gentleman fishing across the canal. And I said, hello, dear sir. And he said, what's happening down yonder window breaks? And all that good stuff. I said, uh, no, it's a small trailer. Like, do you see a guy in a John boat or something? He's like, oh, I saw that guy uh, park there about 10 minutes ago and peter off in his boat. I said, 10 minutes? So did he wheel it down by hand? No, he has his van. Parked at the end of the boat ramp, trailer in the water. Most people back down, get their boat off the trailer, bring said boat up, moor it to a tree or the like, get back in said van, pull the van up, and park it so that the rest of the public can use the public boat ramp. Gotcha. For some reason, I, I visualized that he disconnected the van from the from the from the trailer and had moved the van on because no, the trailer's still attached to the van. The trailer's still in the water. The van's in the boat ramp. No one to be. I'm found. clearly losing my mind. Okay. Let's, let's and go. I said, uh, so he's just parking his van in the public boat ramp, and the guy across the canal fishing said, "Yeah, I thought that was a pretty." Yep. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I thought that was a pretty shitty thing to do too." Now, meanwhile, there is a great TikTok channel called the Miami Boat Ramp, where you can see all the shenanigans that happens with people who aren't familiar with their boats and whatnot. Now, if you were in a service and/or sales industry. Okay. What service and or sales in, uh, industry that would have a van and possibly a boat trailer would you think would know better than to use a public boat ramp as their own private boat slip and leave their van parked in said boat dock? Probably a maybe a tourist attraction one that may haul people around in kayaks to drop them off at locations. What about a place called CCM Calusa Certified Marine LLC? <laughs> Oh, now they just think they own the joint, right? So you, uh, let's see here, mobile yacht services. So you're uh, a Volvo Pinta re- uh, reseller, a Sea Keeper reseller, a Yamaha dealer, a Mercury diesel. And I'm reading this off the video that I have that I'm going to happily 
shame these people on YouTube. So what's the chances that this guy was just uh, helping somebody test drive a, a boat? That's a very good question, Gordon, and I'm happy you'll ask. See, as someone who spends as much time as the water as I do, I see quite a lot of shenanigans at boat This is why he's broke, folks. <laughs> no, because kayaks require no gas money. Um, I have seen many a shenanigans. At the same boat ramp, I've seen a Nissan Maxima sink to the bottom after trying to haul mm -hmm. in a wave runner. At the same boat ramp as I'm paddling back, I seen a guy put in his bass boat with his five-year-old and his eight-year-old on it, and the eight-year-old froze, and the bass boat slowly floated away <laughs> as the dad's standing on the shore, to which I paddle over there, grab the line, and I'm paddling with one hand with the rope over my shoulder. Unfortunately, I don't have this on YouTube, and I slowly but surely paddle a bass boat back across the canal to safely deliver said young ones to their father. I have been to a boat ramp where someone had just sold his boat, and he was doing, as you were saying, showing someone how to use their boat, which at point he took the boat off the trailer, parked it, gave the line to the new owner, got in the truck, pulled the trailer up, came back down, and they departed off into the sunset. Now, as someone who maybe works for CCM, Calusa Certified Marine LLC, I thought, well, maybe he's just repaired a boat, taking it for a quick run. You can't really run that boat. Well, you can get that water hose thing that goes around. But anyhow, if you really want to shake this thing out, you know, you got to give it a test run. But once again, why would you leave the van? But anyhow, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So I stand there for 10, 15 minutes. Meanwhile, watching it get darker because I only have two hours for uh, it gets dark and I got a podcast. Did you wrap there. on the van just to make sure there's nobody inside? No. And No, he... no, no. I'm not talking about the driver. I'm talking about maybe somebody, you know. No. Who... Because there's a kidnapper. So, you I'm know, standing there. I want to do a little... Ch -ch 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 -ch. And the guy across yonder way says, why don't you call the number? Okay. I'm not above this. So I make my way back up said boat ramp to my truck and procure my phone. Don's going into Karen mode. Shoot this video. And I come down and he says, here he comes. Okay, problem solved. Well, this guy's in for fucking in for the whole ride, huh? This guy across the canal. Yeah, because as he said, he thought it was rather shitty too to see somebody park a boat trailer at a boat ramp and then drive off into the sunset, thus blocking boat ramp from use from anybody else in the public, because after all, it is a public boat ramp. Guy comes back. He's got a cool little skiff. He, I thought, okay, he's going to put it up on the trailer and pull out. He doesn't. He parks next to his trailer. He moors it to a tree. He gets up and moves his van. Okay, cool. He must have heard us or saw me, whatever. I back down my truck, unload my kayak, and I paddle out, and uh, I'm out in Lake Fish, and here he comes on his boat. <laughs> Drives off again. The dude was out there for like an hour, so it's not like he was just doing a quick shakedown. If I wouldn't have came, and if he wouldn't have came by the boat ramp and saw me sitting there, he would have had his car parked at the bottom of the boat ramp, trailer well, What would have been worse is if he, if he backed it right back up into the fucking drink. Yeah, that would have been worse, but I think he realized, whoops, it's like Okay, he's probably thinking I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's a sandy, muddy boat ramp. Who's going to use a boat ramp in the middle of a Tuesday night? I would say, well, you're here, aren't you, fella? So chances are good, somebody. By the way, myself. here's my TikTok page. And uh, so he was out there for an hour or so, and other people use that same boat ramp. So even if I wouldn't have come along, he would have had to move his shit when someone else was trying to put in their boats. But I don't know. I, I expect it from a normal cat, but somebody who clearly works around boats and boat ramps all the time, would you you just expect a little bit more from them but i guess i guess i expect too much i don't know maybe it's just me is it me yeah. am i the problem 
Yeah, you're clearly the problem in thinking a guy shouldn't have the audacity to park his his van and his trailer there to dump his boat and leave it. Yeah, thus, blocking it. thus uh. making said public boat ramp useless for everybody else. There's uh, somebody in here. Oh. <gasps> there is a a person afoot. Um, uh, so I got a video <laughs> inadvertently. Sorry, I usually have my door shut, but this time I didn't. I have a video that inadvertently has offended the fine people of the UK and Australia, <laughs> which isn't something I can say quite often. I have some thoughts on this. Okay. Let you go ahead. Let me play it for the people. And then, and once again, I was just making observational humor. I wasn't talking shit about the fine people of Australia or UK. This video currently has 4,300 views as of Friday. And so just to give you all at home the gist, because the stitch that I do, you only hear, but it looks like an old report, but apparently it's not. And it was on city news, TO's personal or business TikTok page. And it's a jovial news reporter sitting in front of a gas station talking about the inordinate amount of people stealing gas now that gas prices have gone through the roof. And if you live in the United States, you're probably thinking the same thing I am. But here we go. More than a dozen of them tell me they are seeing an increase in gas and dash thefts. Where are you doing this live remote from? 1993? I thought everybody had to prepay for gas. Where the hell is this at where you guys don't have prepaid gas? What utopia is this where people can go and steal gas because the gas station doesn't require prepay? Well, the answer apparently is the UK, Australia, and anywhere but the United States or some smaller cities. Now, before I go continue, you said you had some thoughts on that video. No, it's going to require your your next subsequent responses. So I'm, as I always do when people comment, I like on it and some of them snap back and I still like, but there's one particular gentleman who really, you know, was begging for some attention. And his comment... Now, did he only reply in text form? As most trolls usually do, most trolls don't have a profile picture and or any content of their own. Mm, so he could be a bot. Very well could be. Don could be... No, I'm sorry. This person bot. does have a profile picture. It's what him. I, and he has to, well, okay. This is... Hold on a second. She's in there screaming on her freaking Xbox, even though I already shut her door once. So this is one of those cats who has two videos that's other people's content. And uh, his name's at Huggy Bear 027, and he has the Snoop Dogg Huggy Bear, not the original one from Starsky and Hutch. But he replied, Australia, the land of the, quote, real free. That's it. Now, I'm confused with watching everything that's been going on in Australia, the land of the not so free. Well, that was kind of my point. But the fact that he put real free was basically taking a dig at the United States because that's our slogan, America, the land of the free. Australia, the land of the real free. Hmm. To which. Is it? That's kind of a cute slogan and all, but. To which he got a few replies. Including, he baited you. Including okay. some other people from Australia. Um. Some of them say, you know, uh, no, not free, mate. We need to have mandate vaccine. Uh, I'm sorry, no, 
free, mate. We need to have mandate vaccines. We're not free. That's one of the, some Australian bloke put on there. Then I replied, happy you said that. Would have come off snarky if I did it about being, I'm sorry, I replied, happy you said it. It would have come off snarky if I did. I was about to make a video. <laughs> and then somebody else replied, no, can't do anything here without government permission. And so then I replied with a video. I don't have the caption. I just basically went down the, you know, hey, we all saw what happened during Australia during the uh, COVID. Um, and then I made a, a few comments about why possibly we could be more considered free than they were. And sorry, I'm looking for. Did you bring up firearms? Yes. Time? And that and that pisses people off. <laughs> Of course, especially the pots. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I, I pulled some things here I wanted to have ready for the did, show. Did they say you were afraid? That's why you carry a firearm. Um, well, the, once you bring firearms into it, people get rip shit pissed. Um, let's see here. Yeah, these are probably the same people who are backing the Ukrainians getting armed to defend themselves. Yeah. Um, Stand by. I've got a weird thing going on with my green screen. I got to throw on a light. So I talked about, I did bring up the firearms to which some point said, for, uh, for me, freedom is walking around, not worrying about if a person is standing at the, my end of the street with a gun. Yes. There we go. And so he said to him, and someone else said, you carry a gun because you're scared. And then I did a whole content on the difference between walking around scared versus walking around being prepared. So my response to that, mm -hmm. and I think is the best response that you can give. Is what did Sir Edmund Hillary say when he asked why climb Mount Everest? Because you can? Because it's Perfect. there? Because it's, I can. Do I really need to explain myself anymore? It is within my rights, and I can. And then one person said, uh, oh boy, going to the firearm thing, how can, can you be any more cliches in American? Which I enjoyed that one, so I, I didn't do a snarky oh, one. I am an American. I did a nice thing. I said, well, you, you know, I did a nice reply saying, what do you expect? You know, you got to country people who are being subjugated by King George the third and the, and in Europe. And by the way, whose national flag still has the, uh, the old union Jack on it. Exactly. And so I said, you know, without firearms, blah, blah, blah. And then someone else replied, that was 200 years ago. You need to get it yourself. Anyhow. So that's not the whole point of, so it's here's because they're still butt sore. Here's the point of this. And the reason I bring all this up, I just did a quick Google search. I just had to do it again because I didn't have my links in my list of shit. I simply Googled, Everyday activities that are legal in Australia that aren't illegal in the United States. Now, clearly, every country has laws that were made at some point that are no longer mandated. Like in some, like in some states in the United States, it's only legal to have sex in the missionary position and anything else is technically illegal. Those are just laws from the 17, 18, 1900s that just have never been wiped off the books. I get that. So, But for fun, here's 19 weird Australian laws. One, it is illegal to wear hot pink hot pants after midday on a Sunday. Don't want to know what happened to enforce that law, but clearly at some point... Are you sure these are real laws? Uh, this is actually from... Uh, yes, because some of these laws actually f uh, follow over to an Australian website. So some of these Although, repeat you know themselves. What? I can almost buy into that one. Nah. It's an offense to possess 50 grams of potatoes in Western Australia. I'm sure maybe that goes you back to some potato, potato famine. Now. I'm sure that goes back to the early days when people were 
having their own version of potato famine, and they didn't want people hoarding potatoes in Western Australia. So if you had 50 grams of potatoes or more, you thus you must share? I, and sadly, this particular page doesn't provide any more detail. Thinking you're getting trolled by a page, but let's keep on going. Taxi cabs in Queensland are required to carry a bale of hay in the trunk. Maybe, I don't know. Bars are required to stable water and feed the horses of their patrons. Once again, these are probably ancient laws that no longer in effect. You have you must have a neck and knee swimsuit in order to swim at Brighton Beach in Melbourne, Australia. Clearly, oh, that's yeah, from this the is 1800s. coming from like the 1910s oh, yeah. and 1920s. Okay, but these are still laws on the books that were never reversed. Although I'm the neon pink, which sounds like it's at least the 80s. Yeah, um, the Summary Offense Act of 1966 deems it illegal to be heard by someone singing offensive songs. Okay. Well, we had that same issue in the 80s when it came to Two Life Crew and NWA. So yeah, but it wasn't illegal. Yeah. Um, it is illegal to run the streets wearing black clothes, felt shoes, and, and black shoe polish on your face as these items are tools of cat burglars. <laughs> Clearly, that's from like the 30s or the 20s. But okay. Felt shoes. Where do you, the where does one get felt shoes these days? <laughs> I don't know. Once again, I'm sure that's an old law. Um, this is fun. I, I really. What's become climbing shoes? I really wish I knew what started this one. It's illegal to dress up as Batman and Robin. <laughs> Only licensed electricians can change a light bulb. I'm sure that's from back in the days when Edison first started rolling out electricity. Um, it is illegal to read someone's terror or give them psychic readings as these are forms of witchcraft. Oh, shit. All these gypsies out of work. Oops, did I just offend a bunch of gypsies? Yep. Um, having an they should have seen it coming. Having an article of disguise without lawful ex excuse is illegal. Okay. Say that one more time. Having an article of disguise. So what does one consider an article of disguise? Is it one of them little little half mask that you wear at a stupid uh, ball, you know, or is it Groucho oh Mark glasses if you complete were an with ICP mustache fan? Yep. If you were an ICP fan one, you'd get hit by for the offensive lyrics. Oh you'd yeah. Probably hit for the black and, and, and felt shoes. And if you're a juggalette, you <laughs> might get hit with the hot pink hot pants on after midday on a Sunday. Let's, let's revisit that one real quick. <laughs> it's illegal to wear hot pink hot pants after midday on a Sunday. Now, I'm not a church-going man, but one might suggest it'd be the other way around. That you couldn't wear them before midday because you should be... Or at least to church. <laughs> yeah. But apparently you can wear them to church, but after church service is over, you got to go home and change those. Uh, let's see here. Um, I have an article. In the Gold Coast, it's illegal for a woman to wear bikinis whose material... I'm sorry, whose material exceeds six square inches. Exceeds or uh, doesn't exceed? It says exceed, which doesn't make any sense. You figure it would be minimized. Um, it's illegal to leave your car keys inside an unattended vehicle. That would make sense. Don't know if we need to make it a law. If advertising a lost or stolen item, you must include a caption, quote, no questions will be asked. So that so does that mean the thieves can get away with stolen goods? That's the editorialization. So what happens if they come up and then you ask a question? Uh, and then apparently you get hit with a misdemeanor. Hmm. Number 16, life sentences cannot exceed 25 years. Well, well that think, makes no fucking sense. What the guy's like 20? Well, that's why you hear people get multiple life sentences. Because here in the United States, I think technically a life sentence is 20 years. 
to me, life is life. But okay. No, that's why you hear someone got four life sentences. Mm, that's true. Because it'll be like six years in he prison. He got 165 years in prison. <laughs> Here's a fun one. If a urinal is not readily available, is it legal to urinate? I'm sorry. It is legal to urinate on the rear left thigh of your vehicle. Tired. They misspelled. They, they uh, spelled you tired. Know what? They spelled they tired. T-Y-R-E. Yes, that's how they spell tire. But you know what? Actually, that's probably better than here, where if you urinate anywhere out in public, you're uh, you're now a sex offender. So if your urinal is not available, it is legal to urinate on their rear left tire, which would be their which passenger would make side. Sense. That was a passenger side. Which yeah. also on the opposite side of the street, which means it would be on the sidewalk side. In Melbourne, it is against the law to vacuum between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. during weekdays, and 10 p.m. and 9 a.m. during weekends, because people are sleeping. How loud is your vacuum cleaner? Well, once well, again, these are probably past when everybody had Hoovers. how close is your uh, quarters to each other? Well, if this was past, I mean, think about it. Like, you go to our some of our old neighborhoods or like, where houses like were built in the 30s and fire 20s. fire with a vacuum cleaner? Children aren't allowed to purchase cigarettes. I'm sorry. Yes, children aren't allowed to purchase cigarettes, but there is no law specifically stating that they cannot smoke them. So that was from Stayabase. How many cigarettes did we purchase as children? Along as we had a note accompanying it. So this is actually, this one's actually from escape.com.au. So this is an Australian-based website. A lot website. of drives to the, no pun intended, Beaverlick Trading Post to pick up some cigarettes. To me, it wasn't, that was you. To me, I remember when mom lived in Clearwater and she would send us down to the corner yeah. gas station. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Number one on the escape.com.au, which is an Australian troll site. Or fake news site, but whatever. These are still funny. We'll go with them. Once again, these are probably old-fashioned laws that have never been un unwritten. Have you the... looked up the American weird ones? No, I figure I'd leave that up for the Australians to do. <laughs> but if you want to look some up while we're doing this, that's fine. It is an offense to fly a kite, to be annoyance to any person, or sing an obscene song or ballad in public place in Victoria. So not only is we, we're talking about the obscene song, but I, apparently it's also an ordinance. It is an offense to fly a kite to the annoyance of any person. So if you're on a beach and you're flying a kite near somebody, you can catch yourself a, a nice fine. Um, let's see here. Number two. In SA, not sure which part of Australia that is. Maybe SA. There is a $250 maximum fine for unlawfully ringing doorbells, which we refer to as ding-dong ditch. And other colorful phrases you can't say nowadays. Oh, you said the wrong one. And it said fact by Slater Gordon. Oh, that's the Getty image. They had to put the Getty image credit on there. Oh, uh, here we go. More potatoes. So clearly they had a potato famine at some point in Australia. You can be jailed up to a year for cleaning up seabird or bat poop without a license in Western Australia. And you can also be fined thousands of dollars for possessing more than 50 kilograms of potatoes under certain circumstances. So apparently not only can you not have over 50 kilograms of potatoes, but it's illegal to, why would, not? Nah. I kind of understand the guano because I guess there's some value in guano, but why not seabird poop? Why would it be illegal to scrub seagull shit without a, without a permit? It's a good question. I think I just stumbled across the answer because I'm sure that, to get said permit means that you are in possession of the proper cleaning soaps and detergents so that you're not spreading said feces around and making the mess bigger. 
and making it airborne perhaps because we do know that you can get sick from guano. So maybe in order to clean up said poop, you need to have the proper cleaning utensils provided through ordinance through the city. Um, this is a fun one. It's illegal to post a fake job advertisement in Queensland, Australia. You find some good laws? Oh, yeah. Kentucky's got some good ones. Okay, so let's stagger them a little bit. So um, we've done some Australia. Let's do a Kentucky law right quick. All right. Uh, law number three, and this is coming from a law site called Leonard Law, Small Business Legal Solutions. Dogs mustn't be allowed to molest cars. If you own a dog in the city of Fort Thomas, which is in northern Kentucky, by the way, you should be aware that you can be fined between $50 and $100 if you allow your pup to molest a pedestrian or passing vehicles within the city corporate limits. Now, do they get into the definition of molest? No. Because molest... To me, it could be touch. Yeah, so I'm figuring they probably figure that would cover urination on tires mm-hmm. and other forms of uh, disobedience. That would be you, Bailey's... Staring at the pretzel bin. She wants a pretzel so fucking bad. She's been underneath the chair with a pretzel bin in it. Okay, so while you look at another one, here's another one, number five. It is offense in both SA and Victoria to take home homing pigeons unless you are lawfully author- authorized to do so. In Western Australia, you can be in trouble for stealing a pigeon, but only if it's a t- it is tame or either a pigeoned house or on the owner's land. I'm sorry, but only if it's a tame pigeon so basically if it's a wild pigeon on your car you can take it but if it's on someone's property or it's tame it's illegal to take it because once again it's probably someone's homing pigeon and believe it or not they still do have homing pigeon races florida yeah buddy oakland florida stay at home dads are considered vagrants (laughs) in the town of oakland florida men who are able to work but habitually living on the livings of their wives or minor children are considered vagrants Others included in this terminology include people who neglect all lawful business and are habitually spending all of their time frequenting brothels, casinos, or arcades and liquor shops. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. According to the Rainmaking Control Act of 1967, mm-hmm. are you familiar with the hypothesis of rainmaking? Talking about the... Um... Cloud seeding and uh, yeah. the trails. Stuff that people haven't thought about since clearly 1962 when Australia decided to make the Rain Making Control Act of 1967. I should point out that is via Section 9. Uh, this comes out of. In Victoria, it is in Victoria, it's an offense to undertake any rainmaking activity unless you're authorized to do so. Uh, rainmaking refers to the artificial nucleating or seeding of clouds using a manned aircraft in section two. Um, and then they go on to make a lame comment about rain dances not being covered. Go ahead with your next one. This is from Nevada. Mustache smooch, mustache smooches are illegal. Where is that at? England? Not Nevada. Where I live. No, I can understand a mustache ride possibly being illegal. But Back in the 1800s, uh, here we go. Male facial hair was frowned upon by society, sometimes for religious reasons. Well, just a little background: this is originally a Mormon territory. Municipal officials in the town of Eureka took that 
the beard hating a step further by banding mustaches. You know, that guy eliminates a lot of the. You're, you're eliminating the sign of a kid toucher. And this law is actually still on the books. You know, this next law, you would think they came up with this after watching Chevy Chase's uh, National Lampoon's Family Vacation. But clearly, the fine people at the National Lampoon got the idea from this Victoria Australia Act. Uh, the Summary Offense Act of 1966, Section 8C. In Victoria, it is an offense to harness or attach your goat or your dog to a vehicle and drive it through a public area. Well, that makes sense. Apparently, you can drive it through... Stop a, dragging. You can drive it through a country, a rural road, no problem. It actually says through a public area. So I guess if it's on a rural road or a private driveway... The rural oyster, but through downtown Victoria, not so much. Okay, so Montana's got a few. First one's interesting. This will take you back. One is uh, the game of golf or frisbee golf is played following the same rules of golf, but using special, you know, as we know, frisbees or golf disc instead of clubs. Apparently, the sport is quite popular in Montana, and the municipal authorities in Helena stepped in to control whether where and when the game can play, be played through an edict of no person shall play or engage in the game of golf or throw golf disc at nighttime in any area within business improvement districts. I don't know anybody who plays nighttime frisbee golf. I guess they have some. I got a frisbee, frisbee golf course right next to me. That's where I usually walk Oliver. And, okay, uh, going back to this other law from the other website, you were asking about how loud the vacuum cleaners are, right? Mm -hmm. This actually goes back to Section 48A of the Environmental Protection Act of 1970. In Victoria, making unreasonable noises with a vacuum cleaner after 10 p.m. or 7 a.m., as we said earlier, on weekdays or 9 a.m. On, week on weekends is considered an offense. As we just said, this is in accordance with Section 48A of the Environmental Protection Act of 1970, as well as Regulation 6, Environmental Protection, under the Statute of Residential Noises, Regulations in 2008. So this carried on to 2008. Now, I don't know what the currency in Australia is. I don't know what the exchange rate is. But I'm going to assume these fines, which sound a might steep in American currency, probably aren't so much in Australia. But anyhow, here we go. Police or council can order you to stop making noise, and failure to abide can result in a fine of up to $18,655.20. Australian, not American. With an additional fine of up to four thousand six hundred sixty-three and eighty cents per day for continued violations. Interesting. This next one will—it could possibly <laughs> trigger some some people. Pay attention. Okay. Raising rats is pro prohibited in Billings, Montana. Uh -uh. Still, in the city of Billings, nobody is allowed to harbor, raise, sell, or offer rats as pets, toys, premiums, novelty. Or for any other purposes except as feed for reptiles or birds of prey or both. This all does not extend the rats that are kept for scientific research. Science! Science! Now, Australia is an island. Do you think Australian had problems with pirates up in 1958? I'm pretty sure they did. Probably. So. Well, that's pretty far travel from Somalia, wouldn't you think? But anyhow... In Victoria, according to Section 70C of Crimes Acts from 1958, corresponding or doing business with a pirate is illegal and can result in 10 years of imprisonment. At least this website actually lists the 
the um, the subsection so you can know that these were at least real laws at some point. Okay, back to the other law, unless you have one. Yes, Ohio. In the city of Coshocton, there is a set of rules that govern human interactions within shopping malls, including this one that states no one shall in the president presence or hearing of another person curse or abuse a person or use any violent abusive language to the person concerning him or her or his or any of his male or female relatives. Basically, you can't tell mama jokes in a shopping center. Mm-hmm. This website also talks about the bars. And um, so I'm just going to do one more. And this one's interesting because it has a picture, a wanted picture of a lost bicycle. And I watch a lot of yep. Sam Pilgrim on uh, YouTube, who's a uh, European professional bike rider. At least he was. He's getting up in his 30s, so he's sort of retiring. But this wanted sign has a picture of a bike that has no seat post and or seat. I'm not sure what type of bike that is. It looks like a BMX bike, but there's no horizontal tube. It's two vertical tubes going down. You got your crankshaft, your rear tire, your front tire handlebars, no seat post and or seat, but that has nothing to do with the law. That's just an interesting photo. It said number 10 is an offense to offer, offer rewards for a stolen property while asking questions in Tasmania or, or in South Australia without asking questions. So you can't say no questions asked. The local jurisdictions do not permit anybody to give such rewards without an option of questioning since this leaves no room for capturing any criminals in the possession of said stolen property. And you can complete that. I will do one more here. Um... Uh, Where was it? Oh, here we go. And this is the great state of Alabama. Alabama? He, there is a law that's been enacted, enacted to prevent horse theft, and apparently horse thieves placed sweet delights in their back pockets to lure their new horses back to home. They call it the no ice cream cone in your back pocket law. It makes sense. Now, obviously, if I'm doing a TikTok about gasoline and people from Ukraine, and Ukraine, sorry, people from the U.K., in Australia and other parts of the world, what do you think is probably the second most question asked by our friends across the pond and down in the land way down under? No idea? I have no idea. I'll answer that for you. Which is why do Americans call gasoline gas when it's a liquid and not a gas? Because it's a shortened form of gasoline. Yes, but where does gasoline come from? I followed this up with another TikTok, but I'll read you because I didn't know either. Gasoline is an English word that denotes the fluid for automobiles. You mean it's not petrol? This term is throughout, I'm sorry, the term is throughout to have been influenced by the trademark gasoline, spelled C-A-Z-E-L-I-N-E, or gasoline, G-A-Z-E-L-I-N-E, named after the surname of British publisher coffee magnet and social campaigner John Cazalel on November 27, 1862 as Cazalel placed an advertisement in the Times of London. So as I replied with this paragraph on my TikTok, 
I simply told and reminded and defined people of the United Kingdom. As it with, came from your homeland, man. As with most of the things you hate about America, it is a direct result of something your ancestors did. Which Much, is our ancestors. But we like to take things and mess them all up for everybody. Well, just like we all call jacuzzis. We got America fight. We call every hot tub a jacuzzi, even though jacuzzi is a name brand. Well, we saw one advertisement called from gasoline, and we now call everything gasoline because we're... Uh, we're we're suckers for good branding here in the United States. So some bad branding. Ain't that the truth? Do, 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 do. Let's see. Wow, that was a long bit. That's a good bit. Good long bit. Sometimes when you have very little content, you gotta drag some bits out. So Saturday. What happened on Saturday? Do you remember what happened on Saturday night around old I don't know, two AM? You went fishing in the wind. No, that was Friday night. Oh, shit. 2 a.m. your time would have been 11 p.m. my time, and I was asleep. But so. it would have happened to you at 2 a.m. of your time, too. Oh, yes, and I bet you may be going into a story I have. Well, if you do, then I'll uh, we'll save it for the news. So, after watching a video by Black Rifle Coffee about the veterans watching veteran shit, they were talking about Apocalypse Now. It's always entertaining, by the way. And I haven't seen it in years, and I don't even think I've ever saw it in its entirety. Oh, the smell of napalm in the morning. And so around Saturday night, it's all, all, I don't know, midnight, I was on the old uh, Netflix, and they had the remastered Apocalypse Now Reduct running time three hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> That's why when I called you on Sunday, you were asleep. I was like, it's midnight. I could watch a TV show until three, and... Push comes to shove, I'll uh, finish it tomorrow. So I settle in to watch the remastered, digitized version of uh, Apocalypse Now, Redux. And I'd say I don't remember hardly any of it. Because you're sleepy. No, I mean, watching it, I, I thought I had seen it in the past, but apparently I'd never seen the entire thing. I've only seen segments of it, because a lot of it I never remembered. I doubt they added that much more to the remake of it. And so I'm watching it, and I'm enjoying it, and... Okay, it's now one thirty. Eh, okay, we've got a little bit of time left. We'll make it through. Watching it. Pause it. Go use the bathroom. Come back. Carrie sits down. Wow, you're watching Apocalypse Now? This is an old movie. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how much Charlie Sheen looks like his dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Watching it. Oh, boy, it's getting late, but eh, got about an hour left. All of a sudden, the, it goes from one fifty nine to 3 a.m. <laughs> and I said to myself... Oh, yeah. Time change was this weekend. Do I really want to be up until 4.30 in the morning watching Apocalypse now? <laughs> I think I'll go to bed and I'll finish it in the morning because, you know, time it wraps up and I get ready and go to bed, it'll be 5 a.m. and that'll ruin my Sunday. But uh, Gordon has the news story. I was going to go into that, so I'll say so that the, for the news. The redo, the, the redo added 20 minutes. It went from 3 hours and 2 minutes to 3 hours and 22 minutes. Yep. It was a good flick. I It is a good flick. I really enjoyed... Um, Caught a lot of the pop culture references you heard floating around there, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. I just completely went blank. The person you don't really hear too much who's in that movie is uh, the cat oh, from Speed. Um, hey, man. Come on, man. Oh, uh, what the fuck's his name? The guy you think's a hippie but he's actually a Republican? 
Yeah, man. Well, it turns out his whole career is based Scooby, off... I'm looking for Scooby. Scooby. Apparently his yeah. whole career is based off that role he played in freaking Pocket Snap now, because, I mean, that was basically his whole act, like, through the 90s. Remember when he was doing his version of the, like, Dennis Miller commercials, or Dennis Leary commercials? Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck's You're that? thinking of one, a uh, Gary... Oh, sorry. Nope. Not Gary Busey. Sorry, nope. what am I thinking of? Oh, see, you went blank, oh, too. Yeah, I, I went blank, too. I know who you're talking about. Oh, what the hell's his name? Cast of Speed. <laughs> Uh, Dennis Hopper. That's it. So Dennis Hopper played the photographer in that, but um, it was good. Uh, speaking of movies, then we'll get into the news because Gordon was talking about how long our bit was. Um, oh, real quick. Um, this happened last week, and I want to get through this real quick. So I had a customer call me. He um, was having a health scare, and he was trying to recover some... Uh, test results to take to his doctor the next morning and he was complaining that he can't open the file so I log in and go to Florida Cancer's website that tells you anything and we go to the email they generate him a username and password we follow the screenshots and the email of how to acquire said files and we go through it and download the file and then it opens a database thing Really no instructions, so that's weird. So we type in his name. You don't have permission to access this database. Why is it doing this? It should be downloading photos. Long fucking story short, he was getting very frustrated. Couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure it out. And I said, well, something clearly wrong with your website. Now, if you're a patient of a cancer-based website, that would probably imply, and if you're downloading test results to take to a follow-up doctor the following day, that would probably imply that things aren't going pretty well in your life, right? Correct. So you would think that you would try to make things run as smoothly as possible for your patients because, well, things aren't going very well. So after an hour and a half of trying new things and emailing support because there's no tech support line, I call all up. I uh, do a little finagling. I find the phone number for their regional place I call. And the lady's like, oh, you need to call the local location you went to. So we called that local location. And one woman answered, and bless her heart, she tried her hardest. She said, oh, I had somebody deal with the, had the same problem last week. I can't remember what it was. She put me in hold. And so-and-so is telling me just to tell you to email tech support and wait till them get back. I said, he needs these results for his doctor tomorrow. And so she went out of her way. She said, well, hold on. I found a phone number. She somehow transferred me to somebody who actually works on the website locally. Shit never happens, but lo and behold, it did. At this point, the customer's off the phone. I'm handling it all myself because he's getting pissed. And I explained to the guy what's going on. And as it tends to happen when you talk to these tech support guys, they talk to so many normal people, they just assume everybody's a fucking idiot. And I explained to him that I'm an IT guy. I've been on this for years, yada, yada, yada. I've walked through, done everything. He didn't believe me. So you had to vet yourself to him. Which I have to do all the time. But he was nice enough, and he started a Zoom meeting, and I did the screen share. And then condescension in his voice. Okay, go to the website. Uh-huh. Were you Click. just as condescending back? Click there. Okay, I did this 43 times before calling you, but okay. do Okay, and I'll click on the wait for it. To, uh, yep, click right there. Yeah, I, I clicked on that. Pops up. Okay, now I'll put your name up in the top. 
done this. It's going to say, don't have, typed it in, don't have permission to access this database. Hmm, that's odd. Thus my phone call, fool. Exactly, word for word, I told you what happened. Long story short, two hours and 33 minutes of me working on this, which, by the way, I was working on this via a laptop via a friend of mine's house I'd stopped at who just had knee surgery, and I was trying to find out what was going on with his knee, but I had spent two hours sitting in his office, in his hey, house, here. on my laptop, working with someone else. Somebody falls under the category of you had one job, came down to the user account they created for their patient, my customer, didn't have the appropriate permissions to access said database, just like the error said. Now, the customer had already worked on this for an hour before calling me. I spent two hours on it before we found someone nice enough to figure out the solution. But the real kick in the dick part, he gave me the world's most generic, oh, just put in... I don't want to even pull a generic username out of the sky because it was so generic. But he gave me the world's most straight out of meat freaking space So is balls. it basically like admin and then the password was password? No, even more generic than that. But he just, oh, type this in because he's doing it through Zoom, can't control. It's just like out of space balls with the combination to the airlock. Gave me the world's most generic username and password that had full read-write permissions and we were able to download his fucking files. <laughs> but it's like... You're working for a cancer website, and, uh, and maybe it's a bad script when it got generated, but the whole thing came down to, and if if we wouldn't have found the woman at the local doctor's office who took 20 minutes out of her day to track down this fella, he would have never gotten hit the files, and his doctor, who would have gotten the same username and password, wouldn't have been able to access the x-rays the following morning at 9 a.m. because they would have had the same generic username and passwords associated to that user. And it was so fucking frustrating. It's like, wow. Can I brighten up your moment? Sure. Coming in from YouTube from one Mr. Mark Elton. Senior pay and and the pump skit. I currently work in a town in a town in Minnesota, Minnesota. Wisconsin border, where you can pay where you can pump petro and pay in the local towns. Trust is still alive, and here it comes the great part for you. Keep up the great content. Yeah, um, and, you know, and it's it, it was like that in Kentucky and Ohio, and it yep. slowly. And I think I actually listed in a, another reply video that oh, I know what it was. Somebody else replied. Fucking TikTok. So somebody replied, right? This we don't have prepay in the UK because we have video cameras and thousand dollar fines for stealing gas, plus the uh, price yeah. of the gas. And you're, you're all you're all special, how? To which I replied, fantastic. I wish I, too, could live in a country where dipshits didn't care that they had, I mean, where dipshits were mindful of the fact that their security cameras. Sadly, I live in a country where dumbasses don't care, and they still continue to commit crimes, even though there are security cameras there, because desperate dipshits do dumb things. Now... Well, that and they're so used to just cameras being around everywhere. It's just kind of in the background. Now, I just painted abroad about a nondescript person, mm -hmm. generalized titles about people mm -hmm. who steal shit. Not about the person. I actually Did you refer to them as dipshits, though? 
not him, not the person. I said, I wish I too lived in a country where people were smart enough not to steal shit when their security came around. Sadly, I live in a country where dipshits steal things. There's your problem. You can't call unnamed masses dipshits? Apparently, uh... Apparently you can't, because TikTok tore that shit down for bullying and harassing. You have now offended all the dipshits of the world, sir. And then there was another video that I stitched where somebody was showing drone footage of some asshole in a very large boat with six outboard motors, hightailing it through a manatee zone, and you can see all the manatees below them. Saw that. And to which I looked at the camera and one said, of them bounced off the stern of the or the uh, starboard side of the boat. Where I I didn't say, but I mouthed the phrase asshole, and that too was taken down for bullying and harassing. So apparently you're not allowed to call someone who's running over fucking manatee at full speed with a boat with four outboard motors an asshole on TikTok. I love um, algorithms. But no, and and back to the point, one of the videos I actually said, you know, well, it was like that here in the United States, but as time went by, more and more people stole stuff. It happened in large metropolitan areas and slowly started to spread through smaller communities unless you live in like rural Iowa um, where everybody knows each other's name. But yeah, if you live in a large metropolitan area, you know, it happens. Did you hear about the story about the uh, Black Panther director, Ryan Coogler? Yes, I did. For those who didn't, Ryan Coogler was mistaken for a bank robber in Atlanta, Georgia. Good work, Bank of America. Now, some could argue that his approach on this was a little off, but I get where he was coming from. Quote, we deeply regret the incident occurred, Bank of America said in a statement about the episode on January 7th. ruh It never should have happened, and we apologize to Mr. Coogler. Oh, shit. Now, imagine if he wasn't a Mr. Coogler. Imagine if he was a Mr. Jones. Bank of America has apologized to the director, Ryan Coogler, after he was assumed to be a bank robber and briefly handcuffed by the police while trying to withdraw money from the Bank of America branch in Atlanta. This is where it gets a little weird. So this is a guy that goes in, he's got all his paperwork in order, got his ID, gets his withdrawal strip, puts it at the, gives it to the teller, and then all of a sudden he's in cuffs? And a little bit, but it's, I can kind of see where a young cat might get a little paranoid. Uh, Mr. Kugler handed a teller a withdrawal slip on January 7th, asking for more than $10,000. I think the number was roughly $12,000. And I think the story that I heard was he was paying cash for some sort of medical stuff that he does every week, which is a little weird. I'm sure that medical doctor be getting an IRS notice, want to know why this guy's paying him twelve grand in cash every week. Um, but he handed a withdrawal slip asking for more than $10,000 with a note on the back of the withdrawal slip asking her to be discreet when handling, handing him the cash, according to the police report. Mr. Cougar also had his California state ID card as well as his Bank of America card when he approached the teller. Both Mr. Coogler and the teller were black. The teller received an alert notification from Mr. Coogler's account and quickly advised her manager that he was trying to rob the bank branch in Buckhead's section of Atlanta. The report said uh, the police were called and when they arrived they found an SUV parked in front of the bank. So you have a the SUV parked on the curb in front of the bank, and you got a guy he inside. He didn't have a driver in it with the engine running, did he? The driver identifies Mr. Coogler as movie producer, yada, yada, yada. The officers were given the description, matched the description, man who was reported of trying to rob the bank. The officers said they detained the driver and the passenger and placed them in the patrol car. They then removed Mr. Coogler from the bank in handcuffs and determined that he was not a bank robber, according to the police report. So what is the lesson? From what I understand, what he had said in a interview or 
off-the-record interview type thing. Is apparently he had gone in there in the past with just a standard run-of-the-mill withdrawal slip for twelve grand because once again he's paying for some sort of medical stuff and cash, whatever. And in the past, his experiences, they pull out the stack of cash, they run it through the super loud counting machine, thus getting everybody's attention, and then they hand him a fat envelope, and now he's concerned that he might get robbed walking through Atlanta or out to his car after people just heard the money counting machine. And so his old thing was, he wrote on the back of the thing to be discreet. but I.e. do it in a back room. Yeah. And but we all do know from movies that one of the top way of robbing a place is writing a note and telling them to read it. Um, I did hear someone say that he basically kept telling her read the note, read the note, which may have scared her. But yeah, I can understand it. I'm sure that's part of their training. It says if somebody tells you repeatedly to read a note, there is a very good chance they are robbing us. So in hindsight, being 2020 in the future, you fill out the withdrawal slip. He probably will remove all his money from Bank of America. But anyhow, for those of you who are ever in a situation where you want to withdraw large amounts of accounts, cash, and don't want a loud-ass money counting machine flipping away two feet in front of you, don't write a note. Simply hand her the withdrawal slip and your ID and say, do me a favor, miss. Could you use the money counting machine that's back in the back? <laughs> don't write anything down. <laughs> just say... I don't want to get robbed on my way to the car. Yeah, just say, hey, uh, can you maybe have that counted somewhere out of audible sound from all the people in the lobby so that they don't know that... Which is kind of... I understand... I don't, in Vegas, do you ever play the lottery? Oh, you're, you, don't, you can't play the lottery. <laughs> when you drive out of state to <laughs> buy your lottery tickets... Only if... It's only once or twice a year, and if it's big enough of a jackpot, I'll drive down to Baker. Well, we had a, a thing a few years ago where less than honest convenience store owners would scan people's lottery tickets and tell them they weren't winners and throw them in the trash. And then when the person would leave, they would get them out of the trash and cash them in and keep the $50, $2,500 for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And these guys got arrested through um, undercover investigation through the Florida Lottery Commission. And so now one of the ways they fix this is now whenever you scan your lottery ticket, if it is a winner, anything from a free ticket to anything, it plays the old school public domain King's Court trumpet sound. So that way, you know, when they scan it, okay, it's usually a free ticket. Now let's say, suppose, and you're a multi-million dollar winner. Get the whole orchestra. Well, I guess maybe since they all have the same da-da-da's, people wouldn't know, but I would be a little sketchy if I just scanned a ticket, turned out to be like a jackpot winner, then now everybody... And you know, I don't care how professional of a gas station attendant you are. If someone hands you a ticket and it goes da-da-da, I don't know what it says on the screen. I don't know if it says, see the local lottery board. I don't know if it says, congratulations, you won the jackpot. (laughs) But if it did say, congratulations, you won the jackpot, and the thing just went, da-da-da, you better hope that that teller can keep a straight face and not say, holy shit, you just won, because <laughs> your ass is well, getting robbed on the way to the parking lot. likely they're not even going to have that kind of money in the store. So. No, they won't, but once again, if it says on the display, you won the jackpot, that teller is going to be excited for you. Yes. But hopefully it just says, contact the local lottery office. And they can be discreet about Sir, it. Sir, there's a problem with your ticket. You need to go and have to 
contact a local lottery office. Yeah, because I think it's anything over like a hundred or four hundred dollars in in store they won't have. Oh, oh! Before we get to the news, we spent so much time talking about my TikTok that we didn't do the TikTok lesson of the week. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. When did it become so controversial to say I care about my country more than I care about other people's countries? I also care about my family more than I care about random people on the street. I'm a fucking asshole, I guess. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm not going back down that road. Um, <laughs> it's a long, bumpy road. Real quick before I go into the news, did I ever go over what do you prefer on wings, blue cheese, or ranch? Don't say ranch. Don't say ranch. Don't say ranch. What am I eating? Did you say wings? Yeah. <sighs> don't say ranch. Don't say ranch. I will go with a blue cheese, but I don't like the idea of what blue cheese is made from. All cheese is made from that. It just uh, it's a different level of mold, though. Yes. Volkswagen update. Volkswagen update. I am now seven days into my free lease. There's there has been no notification or exploration. No expectation of when I will get my car back. So if you have a Volkswagen that is still under manufacturer warranty with maybe a broken item or two, and you want to put miles on someone else's car, simply schedule your Warranty service today. Evidently, there has uh, been a string of burglaries, early morning burglaries, Gurglers. specific burglars, Gurglers. in this town, in Tucker Carlton's Carlson's new town of Naples. I knew he lived in South Florida. I didn't know he lived in Naples. I thought they kept try to keep that on the low profile. Yeah, they, they he's kind of mentioned it. Naples police has arrested a man. They say is responsible for I'm going a to string. Naples this weekend, and it looks like a long string. Track me down, Tucker Carlson, that some bitch. Vehicles, I'll, I'll do a Tucker. I, I think he's kind of he, he gets a little too hyperbolic up front to get to his point. I know but, Sean uh, Hannity has a summer home down in Nepal as well. Okay. Anyway, so does Judge Judy. Um, Sorry, slaughter. <laughs> Naples police has Bob arrested Seeger. a man. All right, we get it. Um, Naples police has arrested a man Friday. Yeah, all we have out here is, um, is, uh, what's his name, um, from Face Off and National Treasure, um, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. And, uh, what's his rapper with the big clock around his neck? Easy E. No, not Easy E. Sorry, Public Enemy. Yeah, he's on Public Enemy. Yeah, boy. There you go. Oh, what the fuck is his dick? I forget his name now. I don't what know. Was I'm that MTV show he did. And I apologize for anybody out there, but I'm just shot today. So anyway, let's get back to the story at hand. Got shot, uh, let me pick this train and put it back on the track. If your train falls off the track, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Back on the scene. Go ahead. Naples police has arrested a man they said is responsible for a string of vehicle and home burglaries. Burglars. In Naples on Friday. The Naples police has worked with the Collier County Sheriff's Office to identify the burglary suspect as one Eric Donald Ramirez, hmm. 32-year-old man. Interesting middle name. Very similar to your host's first name. Mm -hmm. 
Naples police said Ramirez had broken into several unlocked vehicles. Number one, why the fuck do you leave your car unlocked? But you must be too trusting down there in Naples. And now Naples was the place that came under fire during the early Obama administration when they actually wanted to pass a city ordinance that said no affordable housing or duplexes. And they really wished they could outlaw the Ford Focus. (laughs) The Festiva, the Fiesta, I, I could definitely understand. I've been driving one of those recently. They hurt my leg. <laughs> what are you anyway, driving a f- Festiva for? Oh, it's a work, work vehicle. Um, uh, vehicles and three Lanai's along Curlew Avenue in Naples early morning hours on Friday. Seagate community re- residents also reported their homes were burglarized on Sunday morning. They told police that the suspect opened their garage using the garage door opener from their unlocked vehicles and said items were stolen from purses and said the theft, they said the thief was using the victim's scooters. Scooter, is it a VIP future champion scooter or is it a rascal? I'm thinking rascal in Naples. Um, Naples police had arrested Ramirez after identifying him as a suspect in the burglaries. They say he confessed to all of them. Bastard ass bastard. Ramirez now faces eight counts of burglary of a vehicle, four counts of residential burglary. If I could say burglary one more time. Burglary. One count of grand theft auto, theft of credit cards, and nine additional other theft charges. A little pick me up for you. Flavor Flav, that's the name. Flavor Flav. You know, I just realized that modern day artists don't put enough emphasis on stereo effect. Is the stereo effect coming through on your end? Not real well, no. For those of you listening along at home, for the download version, you're yeah. welcome. Because <laughs> this is about to go mute. <laughs> go ahead and continue with your news. Jesus. Maybe this last Saturday night, Sunday morning, will be the last time you ever have to set your clock again. That would be nice. Florida actually tried this, and we Hold passed on. it. Yep. So Senate passes a bill making daylight saving time permanent. Coming out of our dysfunctional government in Washington, D.C., you soon may be able to skip the semi-annual switching of your clocks for daylight savings time. Not to be confused with the Digital 410 official removing of the clock and replacing with the Christmas story lithograph, which only happens here in the holiday season. The Senate Tuesday unanimously passed the Sunshine Protection Act. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Which would permanently extend daylight savings time, DST, from eight months of the year to a full 12 months. This bill was first introduced in January 2021 and reintroduced by one Senator Marco Rubio yeah, of Florida and seven other bipartisan members of Congress. Rubio on Tuesday targeted the ritual, quote, ritual changing of the clock back and forth and disruption that comes with it. And one has to ask themselves for a while, why do we keep doing it? Why are we doing this? So the bill makes daylight saving time permanent across U.S. 
2023, Representative, it would make it happen, uh, Vern Buchanan, Republic of Florida, Republican of Florida, who introduced the House bill last year, Jesus, taking us long, mm-hmm. told the USA Today Putin's fault. on Tuesday that he would send a letter to the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California asking for immediate consideration of the bill. There are enormous health and, health and economic benefits to making daylight savings time permanent, according to Buchanan. Florida and 17 other states have already moved to adopt DST as a year-round, but cannot do so without congressional approval. Whatever happened to... Uh, because yeah. I have the answer for this. I discovered this inadvertently doing an episode of the What's the Scope Up podcast about a year ago. Daylight saving time has nothing to do with farming, believe it or not. That was the lie we were told growing up. Daylight, effort, isn't it? daylight savings time was originally started by a gentleman who came up with the idea during World War I. And after World War I, they got rid of it. World War II rolled around. He, same guy, proposed to, uh, I was going to say Eisenhower. That's a little bit after the war, Don. Uh, Roosevelt, that, hey, um, I propose that we reinitiate the daylight savings time because we have these blackout policies at night, especially on the West Coast and East Coast, due to submarine scares. And so by changing it, that gives us an hour of daylight through help war production. And by the way, if you sign this in the bill, can I get the pen that you use to sign the bill? Much like they gave me the pen from World War One. Roosevelt said, sure, I'll sign it in the bill, too. Fuck you, I'm keeping the pen. Guy never got the pen. For whatever yeah. reason, after World War II, we did not revert back. So basically, since 1945, we've been dealing with this wartime production bill that is known as Daylight Savings Time. Has well, the, to do with the move is to end the time change. It follows public opinion. So a poll from the Associated Press... NORC Center for Public Affairs Research conducted in October 2021 found that only 25% of Americans said they prefer to switch back and forth between standard and daylight times. However, 43% of surveyed respondents said they wanted wanted the to see the standard time, not daylight saving times, but the hours observed roughly from most of November to March and the entire, as the entire time of the year. Meanwhile, 32% which is less number, about 11% less, said that they prefer the daylight savings time, which would be switched. Now, I don't know. I, I really don't care either way. I do. You want daylight savings time. I get it. No, I want that extra hour of fishing time. Yep. Until and he it, moves on to the next topic. Well, it, just, it just sucks to, like when I worked at the radio station, you know, I would get up to go work at computers in the dark and by the time the show ended at 6 30 i was driving home it was dark so a lot of people you know work as long days it's like in the winter time you don't see any daylight remember this song so yep isn't this black train jack nope think again pennywise whatever that means close one more guess. Think. And uh, fast forward to the. Oh, Fat Mike. No, 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 no. Ah, bottom, bottom. Down by law is the correct answer. Oh, down by law. Yeah, I've well, actually. Re- yes, I, I, I pride myself on listening to punk rock, but I clearly fucked that one up. You know, I reloaded Winamp, and now I'm. 
pulling all my music that I've had on here since the late 1990s, and I have a ton of shit on here. Well, check this out. So rent is going through the roof out here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So is gas. And raising, well, fortunately, I hear that the price of oil is now under 100 It's down like $96 a barrel now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it's interesting. As soon as it went up, the gas stations went up right away, but now it's going to take a little while to come back down. Um Rising rent forcing some Las Vegas res- area residents to weekly motels, according to commissioners. Wow. Las Vegas rents are rotten. It is bad, dude. I am I am so much better off in a house than anybody trying to rent a one-bedroom apartment right now. Thank you, California. Mm-hmm. Um, rents are on the rise. Well, thank you, because if I go to move out of the state, I'm going to make some freaking money on my house so far. Um, about double. Rents are on the rise, and the increased cost of housing has led more people on the verge of homelessness in the Las Vegas Valley. During the Clark County Commissioner meeting on Tuesday, Commissioner William McCurdy II took a moment to share some things he said he's learned from residents in his district, District D. McCurdy said he's received around 280 emails regarding rent increases in the Valley. And some of those emails, the average rent increase is $463 a month. That's a huge increase, dude. Yeah, it is. One renter told McCurdy that he... uh, has not missed a payment on his apartment since 2009, but recently saw his rent go up by 500 bucks a month. Another said they expect their rent to double by April the 1st. People in Cape Pearl have been dealing with that ever since they started putting this water plant in. Yep, McCurdy said one renter spent $2,000 in application fees alone as they search for a new place to live. We literally have a problem right now, thank you, California, with uh, a lot of uh, more... There are more renters out there than there is houses and apartments. And you think, if you drive around here, you think, how is that possible? There's a fucking apartment building's gone up everywhere. These, uh, this prevents a, this presents a, uh, according to McCurdy, this presents a public safety crisis. If families don't have food, they don't have housing. Uh, the Marshallos hierarchy of needs says we need shelter and food to survive. Mm-hmm. If they don't have those basic things, we're going to find ourselves in a situation that we will not be able to turn back the clock on. Many of these renters are seniors, families with small kids, and people juggling multi-part, multiple part-time jobs, according to McCurdy. McCurdy said part of the problem is the case he's discussed is that many of the landlords are keeping their renters on a month-to-month lease, so they can kick them which the allows them to increase the cost of rent each month per state law. Landlords can't raise the rent during your lease. They must provide a 60-day notice if they plan on increasing your rent once the lease is up. A 60-day notice is also required for month-to-month renters. And week-to-week tenants must get at least a 30-day written notice. This county has spent $200 million to keep residents housed, according to McCurdy, and this is just not a sustainable method. Clark County residents who had some who have grown up in our community are being forced to move into weeklies or motels. I continue to read each and every email that comes in. Encourage those to continue to share your story. So uh, I think they're going to really try to push some um, rent control at some point in time. Yeah, it is, it's absolutely insane. You're an opiate. And one more story before you do that. You're an opiate Anthony fan, right? From way back. Yeah. I had a thought the other day. Whatever happened to Stephen Lynch? Say Stephen Lynch, Don. Who's that? Sounds familiar. Well, he was a comedian who sung funny songs that would not fly in days like today. 
Uh, Didn't he have the song about the well-endowed chick in Dublin, a bar in Dublin, Ohio? She could. Tits McGee, Tits McGee. No, well, here's here's one that we'll play. My final song of the evening is uh, about probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me in my life, and uh, maybe some of you can relate to this. I came down to the breakfast table, felt like I could cry. Tried so hard but wasn't able to look you in the eye For I am feeling so much shame Yes, I have brought disgrace Can tell I've soiled my good name By the look upon your face Well, it seems last night You caught me spanking it No use denying it I was really cranking it Well, dry your eyes, don't if you could just forgive me and talk to me, Dad. I didn't hear you enter, no, I didn't hear the door. With my hand upon my member and my pants upon the floor. The burden to your brain is an image you despise. Like blood and guts of starving kids, Stevie Wonder's They've already been had. The look upon your face made my swollen gland diminish. So I said, could you close the door? I really want to finish. Daddy, I'm ashamed and I completely understand. If you never want to hug again or even shake my hand. It's not that bad. Well, it appears Facebook did not censor this. That's good. When I was only 17, you told me it was dirty. So it must be really creepy when your kid is pushing 30. (laughs) There's the payoff. There's the payoff. I have a whole bunch of Steve Lynch on here, but I was thinking that he's like, whatever happened to Stephen Lynch? Actually, exactly. And then, uh, actually, Tits McGee is by Zane Lamprey. Zane Lamprey. I know that name. Yes. Oh, so Zane Lamprey. One. That's the guy who did three sheets, the TV show. Mm-hmm. He had the Travel Channel show where he'd go around getting drunk. Oh, yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, Your final there's story. An or- there's an organist. Let's 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 back up. Is an organist different than a pianist? Uh, well, in this case, it is. This all this coming in from the AP, but it all started with an unsolicited email that landed in the inbox of the game presentation executives for the newest NHL team, the Seattle Kraken. The name Rod Masters doesn't immediately resonate with Mm-mm. Johnny Greco or Lamont Berfolk. Rod Masters sounds like a porn star. Who was in charge of overseeing entertainment and game production for the expansion franchise? But they would soon make the connection. And Don, you should be able to too. I remember Lamont looking at me and saying, He's like, the dude from Slapshot just sent me an email. (laughs) 
according to Greco. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What dude? That dude would be Masters. And if the name still doesn't ring a bell, that's fine. Just know that he's maybe the most famous organist to ever appear on the big screen in a sports movie. Mm -hmm. And now nearly a half century later, after making his lasting impression in Slapshot, Masters is the first organist for the Kraken. Nice. His name never appeared in the credits of the iconic 1977 movie starring one Paul Newman. I don't know if that holds up. I know that's a, a, a horrible thing to say, but I watched it a while back and I don't know. But anybody who's seen the movie knows Masters is the organist plunked in the head by a wayward puck and abruptly asked by Newman's character, Reggie Dunlop, to never play Lady of Spain ever again. <laughs> More than 40 years later, he's now part of a fraternity of organists around the NHL. A 68-year-old is now living out his dream, even for someone who has worked as a professional musician all over North America. According to him, he said, I love playing for people, and they seem to be loving it. It's just the best job I could ever have dreamed of that I would have, according to Masters. I had retired, and then I thought, just for the heck of it, I'll email them. I would think of this as a great job for any musician. So organ or keyboard music is synonymous with hockey. It's even part of the soundtrack of the Beijing Olympics during stoppage of play. <laughs> of the 32 NHL teams, only six, Philadelphia, Carolina, Dallas, Arizona, Vegas, and Edmonton don't have an original uh, organist, don't have an organist playing music during games. Vegas, the last team to join the league before Seattle, didn't seem to have an organist the first year. But tried in year two, with all the other entertainment that went on into the game production, the organ sound just did not quite fit. And I would have to admit, we, we kind of go above and beyond out here. Yeah, uh, everything's new, playing you know all the music that everybody's familiar with. Well, it's it's more than that because the Kraken's got it. It's just because it's Vegas, you know. It's yeah. it's going to be the entertainment capital of the world. We're going to take the and they have. If you ever if you ever make it out here to, and we get to a show a game, you'll see what I'm talking about. The pregame is insane. It's it's insane. It's it's awesome. But uh, anyway, good for him. You know, the guy who got clunked in the head is now for the Kraken, which I swear they picked that name just so they could say release the Kraken. For you young cats who download everything on iTunes or don't even download now, you just listen. I'm from a generation where we used to, well, borrow music, if you would. Guess how many songs I have on this computer? 3,000. 6,327. Going all the way back to the late 90s. But this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to you by our friends at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all of Southwest Florida and the rest of the world since 2004. If you have computer issues and need some help, give them a call at 239-283-1120. Even if you don't live in Southwest Florida, they can help you by remoting into your computer. Give them a call at 239-283-1120. And as always, if you haven't done so, please head over to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Click on that orange Patreon link, sign up. It's a dollar a month. It goes a long way to help things here at the Digital 410 Network. And also, please head over to YouTube and watch some of our better videos. We got that thousand point marker. We just got to get some hours in on our view time. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. As you can hear, Bailey says it's time to go. She's usually sitting in my lap by now. And so on the behalf of myself and Gordon, we want to thank everybody for your continued support, and we will talk to you next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>